Welcome to Book Club, everyone. This month we've done Caging Skies by Christine Lunens, which was adapted by Taika Waititi and directed by him into the film called Jojo Rabbit. Uh, the summary of the book is Johannes, a fanatical member of the Hitler Youth, is injured in an air raid and finds himself trapped at home as he recovers. When he discovers his parents illegally hiding a Jewish girl, he is horrified by the silent fugitive living in their house. Though initially repulsed, he soon becomes fond of this girl living behind a false wall. Her name is Elsa. When his parents suddenly disappear without trace, Johannes realizes he's the only one left aware of Elsa's existence. Torn by his lonely responsibility for her survival and his loyalty to the fatherhood, Johannes grasps the reality that reality begins to dissolve in the exploding world of the Third Reich. So, the film stars Roman Griffin Davis as Jojo, uh, Thompson McKenzie as Elsa, who was in Leave No Trace previously, very good film. Uh, Scarlett Johansson as Rosie, his mother, there's no father figure, Taika Waititi playing Hitler, Sam Rockwell as Captain Kleisendorf, Rebel Wilson as Fraulein Rahm, and Alfie Allen as Finkel, Stephen Marchant as, oh no, Alfie Allen is, I don't remember his name. Fred. Fred? His friend. His friend. Kiki? Or is that the friend in the book? I'll look it up. I'm just saying that Stephen Marchant uh, as the Gestapo character, Archie Yates as Yorkie, best friend of uh, Jojo. And then it was produced by Taika Waititi's various film companies. The quick summary of it. The film is obviously uh, quite the interpretation of the book. Loosely. Loosely based. I, I mean, there's very specific plot points and it follows those beats in the film. But the he took what he needed. Yes, he took what he needed clearly to make for it his vision. His vision, and for people who haven't read the book, the film ends about halfway. I think exactly uh, at page 145, you are done with the film, and then it goes on until page 294. Okay, I guess you get the last like five pages of the book. Yeah. As well oh. at the end of the movie. Kind, kind of. of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, how did people watch, read the book? What order? Saw the film first. Yeah. Just very recently read the book. How <laughs> <laughs> recently are we talking? Talking about the book today. <laughs> well, it was pretty much just yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. It's not, it's not a hard book to get through. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty easy writing. Uh, I watched the film on Friday, desperately went out, bought the book. <laughs> I've been working this weekend, so I haven't had a chance to finish it. But I've just got to the point where the film ends, so okay. the war's so over. Yeah. yeah, I need to yeah. do the second half. You don't really need to read the second half, but you know. I still will. I still, yeah. Yeah. You definitely do. <laughs> I don't mind about spoilers. It's, it's the next movie, maybe. Yeah. Things get a lot bleaker from there. Yeah. It's pretty bleak already. Yeah. Oh, you wait. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Want to skip Ellie, baby? Or no, no, well, no, we, no, we both read the book uh, and then watched yeah, the, okay. the movie. You'd fully finished. Fully finished the books and then we watched the movie. Yeah, we didn't watch the movie until Saturday. Yeah, very, very yeah. recently. Very recently. Yeah. But later than most of these people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I watched the book sort of. Watch the book. Watch the film. I mean, technically, you did watch the book. I did watch the book. I watched the film like a few weeks ago and then I read. Well, I, I was halfway through the book when I watched the film, 
and then I, I just kind of read it over a few weeks, so kind of, which was fine. And I think I didn't certainly didn't spoil anything for myself of having not finished the book <laughs> and watching the film. And what are our general preferences towards the book first film? Third the book. <laughs> Third the book. Third the book. Wow. That is a bold statement. Wow. Third the book. Okay. I actually really enjoyed both. Like, more than I expected to. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of my two cents. <laughs> yeah, positive reviews all around. Yeah. I prefer the film, uh, if, if only because so far at this point, I'm getting really... I don't like Jojo as a character. He's a quite unpleasant character to be inside his head. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't, so far, redeemed himself in any measurable way. Oh, he won't. Yeah, he seems. <laughs> so, I, I just have a weakness for YTT and everything he does. Yeah. So, the film has so much charm and wit. I just love the film so much. Unequivocally, the film. You have to speak mm. Unequivocally, the film. Okay. Interesting. I definitely feel that... I was more bothered reading the book once I saw the film. So as I started reading it, I was like, okay, this is interesting, but a bit of dark comedy, very bleak though, interesting sort of learning about the upbringing of Hitler youth. But then when I watched the film and saw how Taika Waititi portrayed it, I was like, oh, I want the rest of the book to be this. And then I, because I had that in my head, it really tainted reading the book. And I think I enjoyed the book much more reading it on its own without his vision in my head. I don't know if you felt that when it, because you guys like. The I think that's probably true because we read the book first, and had I watched the film first, I would have been expecting that plot to emerge. And when it quite clearly does, it, oh, it does. But then you obviously get 150 pages more, um, and it kind of all goes downhill. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we probably would have enjoyed that. But we're gonna sorry. The I'm really gonna There's no way that we won't spoil it for no, you. That's absolutely fine. I'm just wondering what hill. What, oh. At what point so, are they, are okay, they just up a, a general. Not, you're at a peak. Yeah. Ooh. So general are. idea. So the film ends. He has lied to her about mm -hmm. the war. Germans winning the war, but then she finds out that they didn't. Yeah. That they won the war. Um, and in the book, he never tells her the truth and they stay together and end up being a couple and he kind of, she can't leave. Eventually she does abandon him, but you're like years into the story of her being captured and it's this horribly toxic situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they run out of money and have to move to another apartment and it's just really kind of gross and bleak and awful, the two of them together. They're just, cause, you know, they're both like children really in like yeah. an adult situation. I found it absolutely tedious. Which that whole everything. The last section. half. No, I yeah. Tedious. It wasn't a true exploration of what I would consider a psychosexual relationship. Yeah. Based on the distortions of the past. It it seemed to me to be really obligatory. And I'm really happy that the biggest choice he made is to jettison all of that. Oh. Make the boy much younger at the end of the war. So we don't have uh, four. I was just happy that there was no carnality that yeah. had to come into play because he was much too young. He was in love in a sweet way with yeah. the girl, but of course it was an impossible love. So I'm really happy he did not try to explore that aspect of it and briefly flirted with him not contemplating not telling her that the war ended, yeah. but of yeah. course it was going to be very conspicuous when she went outside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What happened? So I, 
I, I like the fact that he gave us night. He, he left us at a place where there were lots of possibilities for what was going to happen to them. And I just, I just, I didn't find that she explored that well. It was much too rushed. Yeah. And it just, it, it didn't seem completely psychologically sound to me. I mean, in the film, I think they make one note to the potential sexual relationship in when there she's behind the cabinet and he's saying, like, I love you, and she's saying, I love you back. And he kind of makes his face and, like, looks down at himself. And she says, like a brother or yeah. sister, um, and he's like, yeah, 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 totally, this is definitely what I meant. Um, which kind of squashes any, like, potential sexual interest from him to her, um, which is, I think, more because of proximity and just because she's, like, the only female presence, um, whereas in the book you have, you know, the grandmother as well who's sort of present throughout most of the story um, until adulthood. But, yeah, I, I, you know, in the book, you know, she's asking a great question about, like, indoctrination and how does that affect children as well as in within the family life with parents who obviously don't believe what he's being taught but they have no option but to allow him to believe that and then what happens to that child when that's taken away that foundation and your entire education when someone tells you everything you know is a lie and how do you deal with that at such a young age and I I feel like she's trying to figure that out throughout the story, but just kind of misses it and focuses so much on the psychosexual relationship between the two of them. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think that in the film he softened anything, because he yeah. certainly, despite the fact that a lot of it was very absurdist and yeah. over the top, he always made sure to ground it in, for me at least, yeah. some real, real abject terror. And he didn't shy away from suddenly having these explosions of really terrible things that were happening to him with the yeah. grenade. Yeah. And it was uh, the scene with his... I, I thought the scene in the film was much more powerful, and maybe because it is a very visual medium. When he is in the square and he bumps up against the shoes mm. that yeah. we know belong to his mother. And it... it, it I mean, I was... I was aghast and heartbroken at that film and in, in that scene. And in the in the book, to me at least, the red is just another fact of something that was happening to him. And it was quickly, he wasn't lingered over. And maybe he lived in such a place where you can't linger over anything because you just have to get through and survive. But it seemed so quick in the book for me and not that powerful. I think the one issue in the book is she's trying to emotionally blunt him because he's in this like traumatic experience. So like reading it, I had to kind of go back and read it again. It's like when Hedwig died. It's like yeah. wait, wait, what? Oh, what? Ah, because yeah, as you say, it just kind of skips through. It just kind of goes, oh, and his mum's dead. Nah, that was rough. That was hard. <laughs> Where in, in the in the film, which and it does do it in a very similar way in the film, in that he's in the courtyard and he sees, oh, it's my mum. It's a horrible, horrible scene in the film. It, it almost broke me. Um, my girlfriend went to the toilet and was very confused. Oh no! It was the worst possible timing. She thought it was fine. Um, yeah, and, and again, I think my main issue is that in the book, um, Elsa doesn't, so far, interrogate his views. 
the same way that she does in the film. In the film, she has a lot more agency, and she has yeah. a lot more, you're an idiot. Yeah. Your view is an idiot. But in, in, in the book, she's very passive, and very, like, I'm just this girl in the cupboard. That feels more real to me, though. I, I mean, based on what we know happened at that time, and also, what she would have been through already. I don't know if she would have been like I love Elsa in the film, but I don't know if she would have been this ballsy, yeah. like all guns blazing girl. She was literally. I agree. And also yeah. the yeah. the cupboard she was hidden in in that film was actually pretty generous compared oh, to. Oh yeah. Near to have seen our flat. That was not the side part. It's not far off London, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think that that is. I actually think that the Elsa in the book is a more realistic character for me, based on what was going on. That I time. listened to a podcast that Laura sent yeah. me an interview with uh, the director. And he literally said that he told her to watch Mean Girls and Heathers, and that's where she should sort her character from. Because I love those he films. wanted her to be like, because uh, she's pretty, and he thought she'd be a popular girl at school, and this would have turned her world upside down. So she's like, essentially yeah. taking out on JoJo for her not being a popular girl. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think she would. If you're scared of fucking the, <laughs> the Nazis yeah. that, and killing you. Yeah. Like, well, also you wouldn't be like even just like banging around the house, which makes yeah. a lot of physical <coughs> movements and noise. Where if you think someone's going to find you, you would you'd be silent. Yeah. She was so bold in the yeah. film, mm. which doesn't make sense no. in the context of what was happening. But then I think it worked for the film because the yes, film was a, a bold, amusingly yeah. <laughs> comical take on those times in a way, and it just yeah, it didn't necessarily have. Because the book gets a very manipulative relationship, especially when they're adults, mm. so they're constantly manipulating each other for each benefit and what they want out of the relationship. Well, the difference is basically, I think she's a nihilist and Takibi is a humanist. Yeah. So he uses the same material to push us towards uh, hope. And we see a burgeoning humanity come into play in this boy. She does not allow that in, uh, in the book. In fact, he collapses in on himself. Due to the conditions of their yeah. childhoods and young adulthoods, they live in a world that is circumscribed. But the film wants to see the ability to transcend that. And I, yeah. I, I, I buy into the way that he illustrates that to me, that these characters would be capable of this, even despite the fact they've come to really, really horrible circumstances. That's just as valid, her <laughs> yeah. view of what happens to yeah. people who are caught up in that, uh, and the ways that it distorts you, is also is you know, equally yeah. valid, but I wasn't as convinced by the way that she portrayed it to me. Well, the comedy really, I think, serves, is meant to serve the larger story in the film, which he does so well. It, it isn't the comedy isn't the main thing, it's these actual events, and it's, I think it allows you to be in those moments, like when you see that her mother's dead, or when she forces him to look at the bodies in the square before she dies, and to allow those moments to be more impactful almost, and for you to walk away from the film being like, oh yeah, those moments really stick my mind and have a lot more resonance, because I was it wasn't just this constant weakness. Which I think in the film, once you know, you get to the ending and you're like, my God, there's just like nothing. There's no hope. These two people are so, both of them are so broken by the end of it, of what they've gone through, that there's nothing more for them really. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad version of it. But I, I do believe it, and I do feel like yeah. that's 
because they felt, I'm trying to remember, in the book, when he's talking about going to the, what was it called, the youth? Yeah, the youth. Um, and he, he does kill stuff, doesn't he? He, like, kills chickens or whatever. Kills ducks, ducks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. in the film, he's like, no, this rabbit's going to run yeah. away. And I feel like that's almost the moment where you see the two characters diverging and yeah. they're not, you know, this young, innocent boy is going to let it go and there's yeah. going to be joy at the end, whereas this other guy's like, yeah, I'll kill the ducks, I'll start yeah. next, whatever. Um, and I think that would really mess you up in the way that the character in the book becomes and like you say when he um, skips over things like his mother's dead he probably did because he was so desensitized to death and so you know hardened by growing up under those circumstances but I think what happens to them for me felt like a real possibility yeah. in the film too I think his relationship with his mother is a lot stronger and closer too so within this realm of this indoctrination, he has all he has a very very strong presence that combats it, yeah. or balances it out at least. So the boy in the film is a little less convinced of his of his part in in the hidden yeah. youth. I feel like his mum's a lot stronger as well. Like yeah. in the book, she sounds like she's struggling, and you know everything's a battle for her. Whereas Scully Hansen's like peppy and you know yeah great like I loved her but it was a very different outings in the in the film yeah where they go on the bicycles mm. together and she's presenting a whole different yeah. worldview yeah whereas like him. in the book there's a period where he thinks his mother's like dying or like ill because yeah. she's so stressed and so like just going around all the time like it's very different they don't really have any relationship I think no. in that book no. they just sort of happen to coexist in this yes. house yeah. yeah. He hates her a lot. Yeah. He like really hates her. Like it's only until she dies does he miss her and yeah. regret that he wasn't closer to her. I mean his closest relation to is his grandmother, which is she's not in the film at all. No. Kimichin, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, her name is. Uh, who is she's kind of the comedic relief in the book. I would say one thing that does make a significant difference is the age difference yeah. in Johan. He's born in 1926, yeah. so he's seven or eight when Hitler takes power. Yeah. Uh, he was 13 when he joins the youth or something. Yeah, so he's 17 yeah. by the chief period of the book. Yeah. In the film he's 10, I don't think the character does not age mentally yeah. very well, far. I guess he's about 12, 13 by the time the film ends, yeah. but I think that makes a huge difference. Also because of the, the sexual connotation he has with Elsa, he is sexually obsessed with this <laughs> and it is creepy as hell. But it's also, he has no other experience with any other girls. Oh, what were we talking about? Oh, the sexual relation, the age difference. Yeah. So yeah, from having it from 10 to 7, yeah, it, it's a different story when it's that. Yeah. He sees Elsa as a sexual object. Yeah. And I think at one point, like his views about Jews doesn't diminished like I think you just kind of Elsa is the exception yeah. and Elsa is just the one view that he can tolerate he doesn't kind of waver in his thought or his, his, his mentality about the races which I think is horrible I mean I don't even know what my train of thought is someone else say something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought the film was beautiful thing. visually mm. like oh yeah weirdly beautiful for such a bleak period of time like it felt very like Wes Anderson Instagrammable colors yeah 
Craig. Well, I I feel like that actually, you know, too many war films. It's so drab, and it's just about the uniforms. But Berlin at that time, before the war, was sort of at the peak for like art and culture before yeah. Hitler. Yeah, was a create very creative city. So it'd be, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, he talked about it in the. Did you talk about when you were listening to the thing? Uh, he talks about, he had a joke about Hugo Boss, who designed the oh, yes. Nazi he, 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 Yeah, he <laughs> um, But it was beautiful, but I thought it was bullshit. Yeah. Well, it was, because, no, no, no. no not fashion. The, the, the style of it yeah. was, what was the point? None, it's a satire. <laughs> yeah, but like, it was really soft. Like, so soft. Too glossy for you. No, like... There was a moment uh, where essentially they're surrounded on all fronts, yeah. the Americans, the Russians, everyone's come. So you're at this moment where the city's surrounded, yeah. and I thought the reason it had been that way, they were going to turn it, and that was how Jojo saw Nazi, the Nazi vision of the world was this beautiful vision of the world. And then when it was crumbling around him, I thought they were going to do this stark turn and have it be be like a more traditional war yeah. movie and that be him like coming to his realisation that maybe Hitler's not cool. Yeah. Um, but so no they, his version of Hitler was quite cool. Well yeah. But they didn't do that. <coughs> so it was ju- it was just like a Wes Anderson movie because he wanted it to be. No, you had that, that really <laughs> glorifying scene again and it presented in a very lighthearted way, but it gave me a sense of the real horror of what these people who wanted to indoctrinate these children were capable of doing when she was giving him a gun and sending him around the corner into the gunfire she didn't it doesn't she didn't care she didn't see them as children no they They're were just bodies. her soldiers and bodies i think it's the moment where she gives one a life grenade and tells them to hug an american yeah that was like a <laughs> that's all i needed i didn't need to see yeah. a traditional turn yeah because that actually would have lessened everything for me because i've seen that before so that actually reignited things for me. And and I don't think we we needed a really strong moment like that because so much else is working well in the film. It's, it's because of the way we've seen Jojo interact with her and the fact that she challenged him on this abstracted worldview of what he had been taught about yeah. Jews. Mm. And that that was the revelation. That was the great change. It didn't have to, for me, at least it didn't have to come in a big scene like that where he saw that war really is a horrible thing. He saw it through his emotions and his personal relationship. Mm. Well, I don't think he really had an arc, honestly, the Jojo character. Because, it's like we said earlier, like, he was never really... It's like she said in the movie, he just liked dressing up. Yeah. He yeah. was never really committed to it. He was drawing like pictures of Jews with tails and like <laughs> yeah. he wouldn't kill the thing yeah. and like... Didn't kill a rabbit. Didn't, yeah. Yeah. That, that is like the crucial. I know it's yeah. obviously yeah. the title, but like. like it, 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 also, he never rabbit, changed his mind about anything because he didn't really believe it in the first place. Yeah. He yeah. just wanted to belong to like a group. He, he had to pretend to be friends of Hitler to convince himself. He's like, Hitler's cool. I like him. He's my best friend. Yeah, possibly my favourite dialogue moment in the whole film is when she asks him to draw. No, he asks her to draw a map of where all the Jews live, and she just draws a picture of his head. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a picture of her head. Yeah, that's where we live. It was such a and, but yeah, he has this warped, horrible version of what he thinks Jews are, 
So only he's got it though. Whenever, whenever he talks about that to any other actual Nazi, they laugh at him like he's an idiot because they know that's not true. Oh, they did enjoy yeah. his book. Yeah. yeah, but like, because they made him laugh. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think he's an actual Nazi. You're right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He is just a kid. He doesn't fully understand. And I think which doesn't give him any any art. Like he, he doesn't redeem himself because he's just a kid. I would say he does in a way because he rejects ultimately yeah. his personification of Hitler. Because his you'll notice why Titi changes. He starts off very yeah kid, you already go yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. towards the end of the film he is much closer to actual Hitler uh, in his way his manner and his talking. And ultimately I think Jojo's realising what is when he gives him that amazing kick through the window. Yeah, but like that's after actual Hitler's dead. So yeah. that's at a point where he realises that there's no point mm. thinking Hitler's cool. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just him bored with a fad. He's just a kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in the book, he, he's just a kid is the problem in that he never mentally kind of grows up because he's so fucked yeah. up, really, mm. psychologically it, the damaged. Only, the only reason Jojo's sad that they lost is because the girl he fancies now gets to leave. leave yeah. In, in the book, he's actually sad that they lost because he actually believed in it to the point that he resented his parents for not believing in it. Yeah. Like that, that's a, that's an, an interesting take on Hitler Youth. Like a kid, a kid likes dressing up, and it's yeah. sad his mum's dead. Yeah. Like the girl he can't believe, and that's not anything. But that's any that's any child yeah. who is presented with a bunch of ways to live their life will briefly, some some just briefly flirt with a perspective, yeah. and then because of his or her expansive social network, yeah. will see other ways that are also possibilities. To live your life. Yeah. Jojo in the film is one of those kids who might be doing it because he's lonely and wants to belong, but then because of his interactions with other people, discovers I don't need that. The Jojo in the book is so indoctrinated that he never finds a way out of it because it comes to define him and distorts his relationship. Yeah, but that's that's, that's why Jojo Rabbit becomes meet cute. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Jojo meets cute girl and that changes his life. Like, that's why it's soft, I think. But I don't hate that about it. I just no, think no. they're very different. Yeah, no, I, I don't hate that about I enjoyed it. both in and of their own, yeah, you know, portrayals. But I do agree that they're... I don't think that it's the same character. I think it's too complete. Yeah, I just don't... I don't get why he did it. What do you mean? Like... Like, or... Yeah, yeah, like, what, <laughs> why, why base it on the book? Like... Because she had the idea. Because he wanted to use it as an yeah. inspiration for his satire. It is very much based on, not a adaptation. Yeah. I would say this is the furthest away we've ever been from a book that we've read yeah. in terms of yeah. like adaptation. Which is why it annoys me that he chooses. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Sean is spiralling right now. <laughs> but, which is why it annoys me at the end why he chooses to still have him say like lie to her. Yeah. Like, what what does that serve to the, his movie vision? Because it, uh, like, we, we, I knew we had like nine minutes left in this movie yeah. when he lied to her that they won. And I'm like, why is he lied at this point? Like, he's clearly, he's literally just kicked Hitler out of a window because he's rejecting these ideas apparently, but yet he still can't. Because he still wants to keep her. Yeah, yeah but, but then literally like 15 seconds later in the movie, yeah. he takes her outside to show us some Americans driving by. Like, but, but then that speaks to him being 
younger and less sure of himself, surely. It, that, that speaks to him being a bullshit coward <laughs> who's not willing to admit that. Like, you can't well, you tell. Have to, but you have to give it credit. He's lost his mother. His father is mostly, most likely dead off in the war. From the moment he's about to lose the other connection that he has. No, 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 no I, do, I do get that. But like, you can't have him get over that in 30 seconds for it to be yes. like a believable reason. Like, I think maybe it's a case of he's flirted with that idea of what yes. if I lie to yeah. her? What if I, yeah, he doesn't commit to it. No, but like, he says, we won. I've got, I've got, I've got a plan for you to escape, which just open the door is my plan for you to escape. Like, those three parts don't marry up to me. It's too, too condensed. Like, if he finds out halfway through the movie they won and tells her, oh, the yeah. Germans won, uh, yeah. really sorry, and you build up to this point where it gets revealed to her. But it just feels really throwaway. It felt like because he liked her in the book for some reason, yeah. he kept that as like a character choice. When the character of Jojo, isn't the same character of, from the book. Yeah. So there's no reason for him to lie to her. I don't think he's actually lying to her in the film. I think he's saying, we won. Mm. Us as two people, and meaning us as Germans as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but he's too scared to say, meaning you can leave. But he is saying to her in his own way that we've won and we're going to be okay. Because we is presumptuous, isn't yeah. it? Because presumably they're on different sides. Yeah. But they're, they're on the same mm. side now, and he's saying oh, yeah, to her that them. we're... I think in the same second you can you can have a selfish make a selfish gesture but then realize again because you've become adult that that's not going to work so you in the next second you take it back and say no let me show you this what is the reality if you yeah, want to leave you leave but why in the movie why if she's interpreting to interpret and interpret it in the way that the Germans have won, why would she just walk out the fucking door? Because she's a kid too, really. And she's probably scared. Yeah, but as I well. think she that's just she's not scared enough to fucking confront the. Well, just in the book again to make it even more complex <laughs> that she already knows that they have lost she remains because again they have yeah. they're in this developed this very very strange relationship I think in the film too it's also strongly suggested that she knows that yeah. they have the allies have won when, when he says to her we won cuts to her in her womb yeah. looking sad Maybe she is. Maybe because her that reading's right. And she's sad to leave him. She doesn't. But then she does just leave him. Yeah, because she knows she has to. No, she doesn't. She doesn't leave. She doesn't leave. She does not leave. The film ends with them dancing. They're yeah. on the doorstep. You don't know with the possibility of, of many different worlds in front of them now. Yeah. It's a far more optimistic. Yeah. They're both held there at a threshold of a new age. Yeah. It's up to us to determine whether or not they're going to go together. Or if I don't know if the film's Nathan is still alive. No, oh, I think he's dead. No, no, they said in the film that he's dead, right? Yeah, yeah she, yeah. Says, she, she says, says. Oh, she died. Oh, she died. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's, she's known all along with it. So she knew, whereas in the book she doesn't know. He, he finds out doesn't yeah. 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 That already was a really interesting way to show that Jojo has become more adult when he, he tries to give her the sense of, you know, you're writing letters from him. 
to yeah. her from yeah. the end, from yeah. the front, and then realizing again that that's not a good thing to do to somebody yeah. to give them the sense of false hope. Yeah, but uh, but it just it just goes to show that that the JoJo in the film is progressing at a much better rate than this or this JoJo in this book. I mean, it's a much shorter period. I mean, the period of time is yes. very different. Also, well that JoJo doesn't improve or develop. Oh, that's the point. Well, like, it's that's because he's so fucked up. Yeah, exactly. He can't. He he's given no opportunity. He has to. so much psychological damage, including like PTSD and like every you know mm. issue possible. I think from the indoctrination from the school, which is, I kind of like in the book. It's really interesting, and I wish she sort of stayed with it a lot more in the book when they're talking about in the beginning when the teachers are slowly changing and the students are disappearing. I thought it was really fascinating and that was kind of where I wanted the story to really be and how it's like you, you know talking about why this kid is bad and why they can't be in class and why this teacher has to leave and these new mm. teachers coming in and how their lessons are changing and it's very like slow progression and he's just kind of going along with it and is yeah but you don't get as really in the film it just starts off with him being in the mm. yeah he just starts to yeah I think also the uh, the concept of parents being afraid of their son, yeah. of what their son has become, especially considering in the book his injuries are so much more severe. Yes, that was the other thing. In the, in the film, they're quite relatively light. He just has a, a scar and, and, a, uh, and, a, and a limp. But in the film, he's he's he's, uh, he's completely just his arms gone, yeah. half his mm. face is gone. He's been turned into a literal kind of monster almost, a disfigured yeah. creature, which kind of for parents are, especially when he's this fanatic, which they now fear and loathe, but they still love him because he lives in the house. That's a more interesting relationship as well, though, I think, mm. how they react to him. I did, I missed the absence of the grandparents, or the grandmother. Yeah. Um, not to the detriment of the film massively, yeah. but I was just kind of expecting to see her in there, didn't I? Got something. I actually thought that was some of the nicest parts of his relationship with anyone was his relationship with his grandmother. Yeah. So yeah. Maybe he didn't need it because in the film he's got nice relationships with everyone. But yeah. it, it showed a little softness as characters yeah. as well. If she kind of existed outside of what was happening, because mm -hmm. yeah. she was sort of everyone sort of ignored her and she didn't really owe anything to the sort of the Nazi party. They were like, oh, she's this dotty old woman. Yeah. So he, when he was with her, it was outside of what was going on politically and he was just like with his grandmother who he loved and it was yeah so the oh, nice grandmother's interesting she's not a nazi but she's very much in the make austria great again yeah kind of mm -hmm. camp but she is a sympathetic character do you think she knows that uh, elsa's there she must know it's not stated really is it yeah yeah she I must think, yeah but it's like, it doesn't benefit her in any way to do anything about it, really. Yeah. Like, because like you say, even if they did get investigated, she's a dotty old woman, she could just yeah. play dumb and be like, oh, a girl in a oh, woman. <laughs> in a German accent, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a good, good yeah, thank you. <laughs> you no. Um, but yeah, she'd like it, she didn't put her there, so yeah. she can kind of tolerate it. But I, I do think the film, in presenting its world to us did a really dynamic job because first of all the, the tone of it was perfect because I think what he located in the, 
a situation like this time in history in the Holocaust is that it is so it is so absurd to a degree yeah. that something like that can even be happening. Mm -hmm. And he takes it way over yeah. the top and shows what this sort of absurd insanity yeah. in everybody. And I, I also very much like the scene where he's at the table with his mother, and you can see the toll that this life has taken on her when she she assumes both her identity and oh, her husband's identity. And you can just see that he, I mean, he's looking at his mother and thinking that she's gone absolutely mad, but I can think this is the condition for many people at this time yeah. that it is so insane that they're even having to confront well, this kind of... It seems there's so much when she daubs the charcoal across her face takes on the personification of the father, he, it, she instantly becomes drunk and aggressive and <laughs> shouts at Jojo. And it, it's used for comedy, but that says so much about who the father is, the yeah. relationship with the mum, the relationship with Jojo, in just those kind of few seconds. Mm. I love that scene. Well, I like the juxtaposition between her character, someone who clearly doesn't believe in this and how do you play along with it, or her choice not to really play along, versus Sam Rockwell's character who fully puts himself within the Nazi party and commits 100% for the most part, um, even though he doesn't believe in it either, in the same way that she doesn't believe in it. And, and it's those choices you make as an adult. But I think he doesn't believe in it for other yes. particular reasons that his... His position within it has been compromised. He's been treated as to a certain, in a certain yeah. way. And he would be killed. Right. If yeah. he wasn't. Uh, my, yeah, my big first laugh of the film is when he's at a campsite, and I think he says something like, everything's going fine, except it's not really. It's, <laughs> it's, it's you know, everything's fantastic, and loads of things, except we're all going to lose this war. Yeah, he doesn't truly believe in what he's doing, and of course he... Yeah, it's a survival uh, thing. Yeah, he's yeah. homosexual relationship. Right. Yeah. He's hinted at heavily throughout yeah. the film. So we can know how he's compromised yeah. and possibly treated... Possibly why he's a decorated hero, but why he's shoved into a backwater home guard, in that it's a known secret, but because he's decorated as a captain, he's just kind of put to one side, but he doesn't want to push his position, because otherwise the Gestapo will just round him up. Right. Yeah, I don't know if the book explores as much the different ways that people survive within this situation if you're not an actual Nazi. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. the film does a little bit better, I think. But you see, you see on two occasions that he is capable of a degree of humanity, too, that we wouldn't necessarily associate with someone who is an SS officer. Yeah. You know, he, he knows that she's quoted the wrong date on the passport. But doesn't reveal that to any of the other officers who are It is clearly not in the picture. Uh, and at the end, when he takes the yeah. coat off him and pulls, spits him and calls him a Jew so he can yeah. get out before they're all massacred. Ken loved that scene. That quote came to my eye. That was. Hey, that scene. Yeah. Thank you for oh, yeah. oh, oh, We just had oh. a nice go and we both finished it and we thought, oh, that was good. We don't know what's happened. <laughs> Okay, please. That was good, yeah, but I hated that character. Okay, good. Oh, the only good Nazi is a gay Nazi. Come on, oh. fucking get better. Uh, get better, cliche. <laughs> like, that's... Oh, again, that's not a redemptive fucking storyline, is it? Like... Please. 
No, it's not. It's not, is it? No. You've been a, a, decor a decorated captain of the Nazi party just because you don't want to get killed and your one redemptive thing is not letting this little dickhead get killed. <laughs> you, you really don't like him because you really don't like Jojo. Yeah. So you don't yeah. want to defend his saviour. Because Sam Rockwell's character is completely, yeah, completely unique to the film. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah there's, I think the closest is the Hitler youth leader that Jojo yeah, yeah. sometimes bumps into. Yeah. Didn't, didn't like him. Didn't like his silent gay lover Finkel. Alfie Allen. Didn't like Rebel Wilson's character. <laughs> they were just. They I were all disagree the with Rebel Wilson. Like she, to me, she's a one-note performer. Yeah. Anyway, the, um, but she's in the film, Sam <laughs> Rockwell transcends the cliche for me because of. I I hated the movie more after listening to that podcast where they interviewed. Everything he said, everything I've said, I'm like, well, that's bullshit. He, 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 he says, uh, oh, my version of Hitler's the only like buffoon kind of caricature comedy character. And I'm like, apart from all the other characters you invented for the movie you aren't in the book, who yeah. are exactly that, and could equally be fictional Nazi characters in yeah. this young boy's mind. He is also forgetting Charlie Chaplin's The Great Dictator. He mentions The Great Dictator oh, okay. in the... In the okay. um, but also, like, the producers, Glorious Bastards, like, there's other, like, comedic versions mm. of mm. Nazi Germany. Yeah, yeah. It reminded me a lot, I, was, I kept being kind of in the back of my head thinking of Doctor Strangelove. Yeah, no, definitely. That's a good one. Yeah. It just kind of repeated again and again. That kind of ridiculous but almost that he's come in because he already knows his mother's dead. And that's why he shows up. Because ah. he knows they're going to come and investigate the house because they've killed her. And they need to find out I if didn't. she's hiding anything or he knows anything. I thought it was that the mum was being interrogated and that they came to the house to follow up on the interrogation. I didn't realise the mum was already dead at that point. I thought, yeah, that's we why... We don't know, do we? Because yeah. until we see her dead, we don't know. Yeah. But I thought that's why he, the, his character had shown up. Makes sense. Yeah. Did you hate that scene as well? No, that was the one thing I liked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 well, I, I think someone said it was like 31 Heil Hitlers yep. were said in the entire scene. Yeah. But, but that's the only scene where the Nazis feel like any kind of menace. Yeah. Which I think is like there was actual fear that he might be caught as you're watching. Yeah, it. yeah. There's a there's a moment towards the end where uh, this imaginary version of Hitler is getting more aggressive yeah. with Jojo. Uh, I, I wanted more of that because it because it goes from buffoonery imaginary friend, one minor scene of him getting slightly angry with Jojo yeah. to Jojo kicking him out of a window. I wanted a bit more bubbling. Yeah. Up. To that, to that point, because um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, but it's when he got angry, it sounded like he was doing direct quotes from. It did. Oh, yeah, yeah. It sounded like yeah. Nuremberg. Yeah. Nuremberg yeah. Yeah. And I would like more of that, like him slipping out of that kind of like yeah. kind of voice yeah. into more kind of direct. Because I, I, I can't remember the exact quote in the podcast, yeah. but he literally says he doesn't want to be provocative. 
Can't do a film about Nazis. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, film about yeah, yeah. Nazis. which which I, I feel like it needed like a, a little bit more of it, and that yeah. one scene feels like it's it it's it. edging towards it. If you're gonna if you're gonna add this element of this imaginary Hitler character, make make more of more of that. But we can only see him through JoJo's perspective. We can't see the full of horror of who Hitler is because he doesn't see him that way. It's, 12 year olds perspective. 10 to 12. He's an excitable, anxious little kid who really wants to belong to something. So, of course, he's going to be in his mind set of a friendly type character. He doesn't know what he's capable of actually doing and what it means. Yeah, well, if, if that's what the it, case, though, we shouldn't see any of that stuff. He should just be really soft the whole way through if it's only his version of him. We shouldn't but it can't have be anybody else's version. It has yeah. to be JoJo. Yeah, yeah but, but then like, that undermines the fact that we get these almost direct Nuremberg speech bits. And if he doesn't yeah. know what he's actually like, yeah, he's, he's by, the, by the time I think he's seen that, by the time he is seen, you know, by the time that comes around yeah. in the yeah. film, that can be part of JoJo. But the, the, that's a part of the problem with the movie where it feels like it takes place over like three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels when like it, in theory would have actually been over a few years. Yeah, like then that's difficult with child actors. Yeah, right. Without you can't really, like wrinkle them up. Yeah, you can't just, <laughs> well, because Irishmen, you could, you could. Yeah, yeah. They, they also need about two feet. <laughs> <laughs> so you can be a short child. Yeah, they really felt like one summer. Yeah, one summer. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. a summer camp movie almost, but it's they, they hit the youth. I think it's supposed to be it, because of the seasonal changes, because you do get winter at one point it, and then like summer again. That it's probably like a year, I guess. I think someone says the Americans have joined the war, and that means it's 1941. Yeah. So it must be at least four years. It doesn't feel. But it doesn't feel like four years at all. No. And neither of those kids age four years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. Um, I thought we could maybe because every character is so distinct in their performance, we could kind of go through the different characters and sort of talk about what we liked or didn't like about them. I think we've talked a lot about Jojo, obviously. <laughs> One of us has very strong feelings. <laughs> we we've talked about Jojo, but so we could talk <coughs> about um, Elsa Thompson Mackenzie's character, who does, I think, a really amazing portrayal um, of her. And there's some really... Because I thought... Because she wasn't... I think she didn't really have any comedic moments. She was kind of the real grounding of this, you know, I'm a trapped person mm -hmm. here. I don't know what you thought. It's interesting the comparison between how she's revealed in the book and how she's revealed in the film. In the yeah. film, her reveal is threatening. Oh. It is almost it's like, like a horror, horror film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has grudge aspects. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like With the hand over the, the stairwell. And the... Yeah. Dashing for the door, yeah. very charged space. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. In the yeah, podcast, he talks about if Guillermo del Toro directed Jojo Rabbit, he would have wanted him to have had like an actual tail, like <laughs> under, the, <laughs> under the door when she ferrets away. <laughs> Whereas, yeah, in, in the book, it's much more. He, he sees like the hair, something under, like that, under the sort of between the door, because she's just like she she's just like laying flat in. Mm. Yeah, that's what I mean about yeah. the space that she's yeah. in. Like it is enough room to exist but not even to move like yeah and they talk about how her like muscles are wasting away because she doesn't yeah. move and stuff like that i didn't really get any of that from that's in the second that's when they move up 
into the floorboards. But yeah. even initially, you think yeah. that you're getting no vitamin D, so there's definitely yeah. going to be some rickets going on there. <laughs> I don't think she's getting a five day. Yeah. I just think she would. She would be so much more. Obviously, I'm not saying starve a child after. Yeah. But I, I am saying she'd be so much more fragile and emaciated, and yeah. just because they're she's like squirreling away a piece of bread here for her and yeah. stuff like that. She's not. She looked too well. Yeah, it was, it was very dark, you know, literally talking about her like shitting and pissing herself and mm. not eating for days on end in the book. There's a bit where they discuss how they couldn't get rid of her, period. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. That was because it's obviously not the a, yeah. yeah, there was a young woman in the house. And, yeah, you don't get that kind of grossness in the yeah. film. Mm. She, her, her place looks quite cozy. Yeah, I would, I'm would. i very happy with that yeah. little hiding place. <laughs> little we'll go in there. Yeah. little reading book, I think. <laughs> I mean, it, could fit, it can fit her and Scarlett Johansson in the... Yeah. And they have quite a nice little yeah. like, sit-down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, again, but again, the way that you portrayed her, it may not be very realistic, given circumstances. But again, I think he was more interested and again presenting to Jojo a figure that he thinks he's going to know mm, yeah. who then upends everything that he has been taught mm. that he should think mm. about her so I think he was less interested in the uh, the, the details the sufferings. of the suffering and things that you're going through to, to get to a different kind of level of mm. what um, this boy's progress and development. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Like, you don't have to do her suffering. You don't have to make her this mean girl-esque wrapping this boy around her little finger yeah. character. But I do th- I think that oh, works. She's I just think it's just not the answer from the book. I think she becomes a bully like that towards the end of the book. Her. She gets very manipulative, doesn't yes. she? Yes. Yeah. I think the latter half, her in like sort of adulthood, she becomes that bully mm. more yeah. so. I think she challenges him a lot more in the film. Yeah. There's a great bit where they're comparing all the great people that have been oh, yeah, born into really Jews and non-Jews, yeah. and they're just like, Mitch, Mozart, Rilke, yeah. Houdini! And he's like, no! <laughs> <laughs> Not Houdini! Which is, again, it's used, that, I mean, he's using comedy to discuss yeah. the philosophy of how ridiculous this is now, how mm. horrible this is. Um, and then... And it's about Jojo seeing clearly. Yeah by the end and yeah. seeing everybody and their complexity I guess yeah she gives a third dimension to his very two dimensional Jews are bad Jews are horrible tailed horned psychic and by, and by presenting him with those stories visual yeah. wise yeah. She, she's trying to educate him that this mm. is ridiculous the way that you I like it best when she plays so along with it. Exactly. Like, where are your horns? Yes. Oh, just under my hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm too young. Yeah. <laughs> they grow when I. Yeah. But she makes it more. She levels it up to the um, another level of ridiculousness, and he's like, "What? You're joking? Yeah. Surely right? not. not." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, you believe the other stuff, so you got to believe mm. this too. Kind of shows him how dumb he's being. Yeah. Yeah. And she is manipulating him by manipulating yeah. his fantasy to get what she wants. Yeah. Actually, thinking about it, she's still really manipulative in the beginning of the book, in sort of when she kisses him. But I mean, it's more means to an end of like getting things from mm. him so she yeah, can yeah. get out of the floorboards and get food from him. And she knows that he's interested in her, so he she uses that to her advantage. Mm. But it's more hardcore survival. I will literally starve to death yeah. if I don't do yeah. this. 
horrible because like he's forcing himself on her and she knows that she has no choice because if she annoys him too much he's going to starve her yeah and i think mm-hmm. he does at one point like he ruins all her food yeah like she, to punish her yeah. yeah yeah it's very almost sadomasochistic yeah um scarlett johansson's character Rosie. love her yeah, into it. Yeah. I liked her. Richens? Oh, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Take. <laughs> I, I'm not, I am not normally a huge fan of hers because I think she doesn't, as an actress, she doesn't always push herself in roles. That she mm. she play, she acts very well, but she acts a Scarlett Johansson character very well. Yeah. And I think he, as a director, I think clearly is able to get a different version of her and there's, you know, you see in certain things and she really pushes herself mm. comedically that I don't think I've seen a lot from her. So that dining room scene where she plays the father, I think is one of the best scenes I've ever seen her do, personally. It's really interesting. I feel like this is almost marking the transition of her role, in, or her typical roles, into like motherhood roles. Yeah. Yeah. She's reached a certain age in her career <laughs> yeah. and they've decided she must have birthed a child. Because like normally she's like the young sexy bombshell. Yeah. Like this was a real different sort of turn. I mean, for her. Uh, Black Widow's in cinemas, is she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's still the sexy bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> she's not changing. You know what I mean? She's not normally With the yeah, mom. Florence yeah. Pugh. Oh yeah, Florence Pugh. I'm so excited. She plays her sister. Yeah, she plays her sister. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Spain and another one. And it we, was uh, not we literally p- saw this trailer together this and, she year, didn't and you just not pay attention. I wasn't a Florence Didn't we talk about it? No, this is after Little Women. Yeah. We discussed it in the middle of Florence Pugh at the time. Was I eating Pecky Mix or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Distracting. Uh, sorry, yes. No, I think she does sometimes get com- too comfortable in a role and mm. doesn't feel like mm. she's pushing herself outside of oh, it. I think she's it. underrated, honestly. Like, this marriage story, I think she's... I think she's got some chops. I don't know. Marriage I think story is new and also changes. I've seen yeah. her play Marriage Story before. I think mm. she's literally playing what herself as an actress, though. I think to a certain I, degree. I think Waititi particularly has a way of getting actors to relax yeah. and get more out of them. Yeah. Um, he, he likes to play actors against type, and yeah. he has, I think, through because he's an actor himself but from what I've heard from reports he's very chilled on set yeah. and his sets are very there's a lot of like uh, riffing improv riffing yeah. so I think yeah he gets a lot out of it and she's problematic as a person occasionally with some of her comments but I love her in this yeah. and yeah she's fantastic especially the scene where she's describing dancing and freedom Oh yeah, when they're outside and then they're on the bikes and she says, go home and kiss your mother's boys. (laughs) I thought it was a really nice Well, you... When he bumps against her in the square, it's horrifying and it it gives you a sense of what kind of uh, an influence she's had on the film. Mm. Because you tremendously miss her. Yeah, the film is absent once she's gone. Yeah. It's you yeah. feel the weight of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even if you weren't aware of what a, a, a powerful figure she's been mm. in his her child's life, and that you're in her spirit, mm. you you certainly feel it when it's taken away from from the film. And the great scene with Elsa, where she talks about staring a tiger in the eye oh, and yeah. having lovers in. Morocco? Oh yeah. Mm. Something like that. Did you ever do any of those things? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stereotype. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, very charming. Love that pieces. And well, she, and she got the best costume. Well, I was going to say, I know it's cliche, but I loved the little addition of the detail of the laces. Like, yeah. you know, her teaching him to tie them, and then when he's trying to do it when she's hanging there, and he still can't quite do it, and it's just like... That's I'm his fucking character art, though. <laughs> learning to tie, tie laces. Yeah. I did preface that with, I'm not really defending it. It yeah. just worked for me. Yeah. I thought it was cute. Do you think that was a reference to the book, where not passing on that knot is what dooms her in the book? The resistance member gives Jojo that. No, I'm just really. Oh, really no, that's far. interesting. I haven't thought of it. The resistance yeah. member passes yeah. a, a, a knot of string, yeah. and Jojo oh. doesn't give it to her. I remember, yeah, yeah. I totally mm. forgot about that. Yeah, that yeah, was. Like, like a deep yeah. dive. And she kind of like freaked out, and then didn't she like go away? Yeah, she dies after that. Yeah. No, no, yeah. she like left, and then she dies. I think. Because he says later the knot yeah. represents the hangman's noose, and the yeah. idea is that was like, you need to run, run now. Yeah. Yeah. Jojo in the book is such a shitbag. He is awful. Yeah. I really can't. But it's, I, mean, I just keep remembering bits like that that he does. Most kids who would be in like hit, uh, youth would be shitbags. <laughs> yes. Like these would not be good they kids, be and they were taught to be shitbags. To be stand-up young gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he misses her, but only misses her. In a utilitarian yeah, sort of way. Logistic, and also yeah. the security of having an adult in the house who even just does like the cleaning and yeah. the laundry yeah. and things are done for him and he realizes he has and, like managing money and, yeah. and things like which is his downfall in the book is like he goes broke essentially. Um and, and they that's almost why starve. his relationship with Elsa in the book is so twisted. Yeah. Because mm. he only he, he doesn't have a whole he doesn't have a plethora of uh, personality traits that he yeah. can mm, yeah. His whole purpose for her is to provide, and he can't do that because he continually fucks up and loses yeah. things or runs out of money or yeah. has to move, has to sell the furniture. It just gets like, worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Um, we talked about, I mean, is there any other comments about Taika Waititi's playing of Hitler? I There was a, like, a lot of uh, discussion at work yeah. of, oh, it's awkward, like, is it really right to do this performance mm-hmm. and do this role? I think, am I right in thinking that what is he is both gay and Jewish? He's not gay, but he is Jewish. Okay. He has, he's married, has children. Why do they think he's gay? What? He's very He's metrosexual. He's very He's a darling. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he's Polynesian Jewish. I feel like he has the right to, yeah. if anyone has the right to kind of mock this and do yeah. a satire of this, is someone. But the thing is, he has a fucking ridiculous character. He's a clown. He's not like. How yeah. did anyone take him seriously? Because yeah, so no, well, even if you watch videos of him, you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, does anyone take well, him seriously? Exactly, but it's a, it's but it's still equally in a yeah. in a way not as far yet, but terrifying. Yeah, mm. and it's and we do laugh about it, and we do make jokes about it on Twitter. But actually, yeah. was that you know the equivalent of that happening yeah. back then? I'm not saying he's Hitler, but I'm saying like make people do let allow this thing to happen and then look back on it and think, holy shit. Whatever else you say about Hitler, he was very charismatic. And you could see how he could sweep a bunch of people. But we've had those figures in British politics as well. Mm-hmm. So these are comedic esque personalities that people just get charmed by because they have this sort of unquestioning self confidence in their decisions and what they do and they never you, there's no doubt in themselves that you see, so you instantly want to attach yourself to yeah. them because you doubt yourself so much. I will admit that when I first when I first saw the trailer like yeah. months ago, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is so disrespectful and awful. Yeah. And then when I realised it was by the guy who made What We Do in the Shadows, yeah. I was more interested. Yeah. 
and but even uh, watching it like there were moments where I laughed and I thought oh god it's really hard <laughs> to laugh at that like it shouldn't be funny yeah. but then what do we have if we yeah. can't you know take these things I, I mean know. we're coming up it'll be like a hundred years since World I know, War II it so like, it still happen and it's still but like even in like our personal lives for like very painful moments there are times where you have to realize I just gotta fucking laugh at it otherwise you're gonna make yourself miserable yeah because yeah. I'm you know n- yeah I don't I laughed so hard at the German Shepherd visual oh, yes. pun. That was <laughs> yeah. the best <laughs> gag. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they turn up later yes. is yeah. a great thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's a very Watiti thing to do. Yes. And late, when they turn up later, during a scene of absolute carnage and death, yeah. I again laughed my ass yeah. off because it was the German Shepherds again. Yeah. And yeah, that was a tremendous scene. And that was the best. Like, but my problem with uh, Finkel, is that his name, Alfie Allen's character? Yeah. Is like, he was just there to be Sam Rockwell's boyfriend. Yeah, his love interest. Like, he didn't do anything else. But how else would we know that that was the conflict of that character? Of, of the fact that he drew the most flamboyant <laughs> Nazi costume he dressed up in for the world. Oh, I love the <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know if you realise, but the pink... Uh, sort of triangles he was wearing on his outfit is what they put on gay men uh, in concentration camps. But that's like, a, but you wouldn't pick know up about on that. Yeah. I, I know about so, the pink triangles, but I didn't know about the, he was wearing them. Yeah. On his outfit he was wearing, at the, the last scene. Yeah. I think that is also mocking how German, especially Nazis were various style, like yeah. their, cause their outfits and their uniforms were ridiculous and ostentatious. <laughs> I could see him like shouting out in the, uh, the crowders he's firing, it's a Hugo Boss! Yeah, so, you yeah, know, yeah. That's where the joke might have yeah, been, yeah. that he makes the Hugo Boss. It's a genuine Hugo Boss! <laughs> but I, I do have to say, I was more involved because of the style of the film yeah. than I would have been if it had been a conventionally told story about the Holocaust. Yeah. And I... Terrifies me that I say that, but I've just I've seen so I have yeah. seen that's that already been type done and done well. You don't need spend, to keep yeah, doing yeah. it. Exactly. But I think it's been done well. So this actually we refreshed things and reunited me, and I was involved again. And mm. it makes you want to talk about story. it and think about it because yeah. it's so interesting, enjoyable, sort of visually stimulating, and because it isn't so bleak and you know, depressing as it is, and it always is going to be depressing, but because there's this new sort of perspective on it. And he was consistent with his tone. I think he was very masterfully in control of it from start to finish. And he never betrayed it. And he... But yeah, as John, for instance, goes to lots of films, because I go to them, and had seen the trailer and thought it was going to be just an outright (laughs) comedy, absurdist comedy. And he says, I was not prepared for there to be these very, very real elements of seriousness and despair and tragedy and it really took me by surprise. It descends from slapstick into black comedy. Yeah, it's a very, very very dark black comedy. Where you don't feel necessarily safe anymore. No. Because of... It's a really bad time to be a Nazi. It's just such a There's so much dialogue that I just love. I love. And I always find, for myself, having grown up in a Jewish family, you know, I want to understand why people had this perspective and they believed what they believed 
so fully or maybe not so much and I think well, maybe society but Hollywood uh, there's very little that shows you what they really were thinking and believing without being you know having a constant redemption though this one there is a redemption but it would be more you know it'd be interesting to see you know what about you know those boys in the Hitler Youth who never came stopped believing that mm. because I think it's by telling those stories helps prevent us from doing it again and yeah. when it's only stories of us winning the war encourages us to go to war constantly. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. you glorify too much. So if you're able to show the films that are on the loser side, essentially, yeah. and to stop ourselves from getting into that type of situation again. I think that's why Downfall is such a significant moment in German cinema, because yeah. mm -hmm. Germany generally does not discuss the war. Yeah. Yeah, 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 which is it never puts themselves in a sympathetic light. Yeah. maybe that's both uh, mm -hmm. downfall especially to have him in the bunker and show it was horrible it was a major significant moment but I, I think it's important I think it's very timely and he's, he's chosen this story to tell at this time deliberately yeah. and that's not it's, you know, it's speaking to the time that we're in now we yeah. can't let this happen uh, not true uh, <laughs> <laughs> this was the first movie he wrote just didn't get made because he made what you do in the shadows uh, yeah. Hunt for the Water People and Thor Ragnarok in between writing the script Searchlight wanted to do the movie and then wanted to play Hitler that's why it got made okay I I think it happened then to be released in a time where it was even if it wasn't intentionally it was still no they, wa they wanted to release it now because it was timely he didn't write it to be timely I think they also played a similar uh, card that um, the death of Stalin played in that it, it needs to mock mm. the horrendous with the absurd. No, sorry, yeah. just, I just remember the thing Never I hated Stalin. most about the podcast. What? What? Um, he mentioned it based on the book, doesn't mention the name of the book or the author. That's not cool. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the. Uh, the the title, Caging Skies. Mm -hmm. Was that meant to be a reference to the... Cause, uh, oh, the bird, the, the bird. End. It's about the bird. The one that burns. Remember, she he gives her the bird I thought it the was the skylight. That's what I thought oh, as well. Yeah. The, the fact that when she, she finds God through the skylight. Yeah. 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 And he oh. himself is also seeing the world in a very yeah. small way. Yeah, Because yeah, in the book, Joda talks about how, even though he can go out and do stuff, his world is back there because even when he's outside, he's constantly thinking about being back there and what's yeah. happening back there. Like whatever room they're in becomes his world. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think that's, and that's the difference between the author and, and director. Mm. Yeah. Is that he sees an expansive view, whereas these people become victims of a very constricted mm -hmm. view. It's just, it's very interesting because I kept thinking, okay, I could, I, if this book were going to be literally translated to yeah. a film, it's yeah. more of an Igmar Bergman <laughs> uh, film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It would be The Room. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Room with the kid. I mean, and that would be a fascinating film. Yeah. Yes, it would be. That would also be a fascinating thing to see because that would be in and of itself. Itself. Yeah. You yeah. could easily turn it into a play. It was a play, by the way. Oh, was it? Yes. Why am I in New Zealand? I think it was like a small production. I didn't really look into it too much, but there was a mention that in New Zealand they did do a play version of this. I don't know. Yeah. But for, okay. for, for, the, for this book to have been more successful, and I'm not comparing it at all now to the film, yeah. mm. just as a book that I was reading, it 
it would have had to expand itself and not just bend his history as a child in yeah. the first part and then the psychosexual drama, it should have been the psychosexual drama through the whole thing, yeah. and then revealing bits of the past and integrating them into this ongoing story. They're two battling stories. They're in very, this, yeah, yeah they, they battle each other, and I, I can't really find the way that they link together and progress from each that other. That really worked for me, though. <laughs> well, I think the play's interesting because it is almost a first and second act. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Done in that okay. way. I, Maybe see that. So, yeah, I mean, literally the breaking point of when uh, he his mother dies, and then Vienna only remained Vienna, and then it talks about how the city has been broken up um, by the different uh, invading countries, so Union, France, um, Russia, and how they've taken over the city, and that's the next uh, act of the story. Chapter eleven. Yeah. <laughs> but then from that point on, it's not as interesting to me because it just it it just it's. It just goes through the same cycle over and over again. That's my most important point. What? No, it's what? Carl. <laughs> it is Carl. 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 The cat. The cat. <laughs> they get like three chapters. And he does. I think Carl's a very important character. Oh, yeah. Carl commits suicide. She's texting this guy. Oh, have you met Carl He's a really important character. I'm, like, I'm two chapters from the fucking end. I haven't met Carl. That's why I assume he's not that important. Oh, I said very important character. I didn't think you'd take me literally. Yeah. And he was like, he kept coming home after having read a bit and being like, I still haven't met Carl. Are you sure he's that like, like, chill? Um, but no, I just would have liked to met him. Yeah. You know, I really like Ginger. There should have been yeah. a cat. <laughs> they could have had a cat at the house. That wouldn't have affected the film. Mm-hmm. Honey buns could play that part. Oh my god. Well. Yes. <laughs> you know honey buns? Yes. At the house. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, uh, oh, back to so Sam Rockwell we talked about, and then Alfie Allen, which yeah, I mean he's very he just kind of served a purpose. He didn't really have much of a role. Um, Did he serve a purpose though? I no, not really. Just he to was be the able to he was the Baldrick. He was the other, other than other than being the provider of the German Shepherd gag. You mm. provided nothing else to the There's movie. There's a scene in the swimming pool. Remember when they're giving him the therapy for his leg? Rebel Wilson's like massaging his leg. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He talks to Sam Rockwell. And Alfie. No, he's there. Yeah. <laughs> he's sat next to him like he's in the rest of the movie. Maybe he's just there to attract a wider audience of like. Okay, Game of Thrones fans. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like to hit you over the head if you didn't realize he was gay, we're giving him an actual <laughs> love interest. I mean, I don't know. Well, um, so you're objecting more from the fact that it's an actor you like and they don't use like No, no, uh, it's, it's, it's an actor they don't use. Like, it's a waste of... I feel like they could have deleted... Rebel Wilson, mm-hmm. given all of her dialogue to him, yeah, and that would have been fine. Or just that have worked. that character be Rebel Wilson's character yeah. and yeah. not have yeah. not pay his wage or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and like have Rebel Wilson play his character and have Sam Rockwell pretend to be dating her yeah. and have it completely obvious that, that there's no chemistry and they're just pretending for the sake of yeah, like her hitting on him and be like, yeah, 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 yeah exactly, sort of, or him him hitting on her or something, yeah. you know, like. Instead of literally just having a stand-in boyfriend yeah. who says nothing, but like, the fact he's got a, a character name blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and then that leads me to Rebel Wilson's character, who's probably the weakest. 
I don't think she was given much to work with, really, though. No, she like, wasn't. Like, no. fair. Yeah. But I'm not sure that she could really have played anything other than... I'm sorry, but have you seen Pitch Perfect Tom? She has some good moments in the camp scenes at the beginning where yes. she's indoctrinating the kids. And I think that's her that strongest scenes are when yeah. she's in the classroom with the kids yeah, and yeah. playing the teacher. <laughs> Girls, your responsibilities be German mothers, you're going to be knitting and procreating. <laughs> yes, I've had 18 children. Yes. <laughs> Something like that. that was for the mother country. Yes. That was her best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That and the go hug them in America. She was yeah. quite carry on. Yeah. Keep calm and carry on. Yeah. 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 Like, which is fine. And I thought she did, she did like a really good job with what she had, but she just didn't feel necessary or like. If you if you wasn't in the movie, the film wouldn't be weaker and would potentially be stronger. I, which is no detriment to where Wilson I think is very think, good. Yeah. She brings in an audience though. Yeah. She's popular yeah. at the moment. Yeah. So. But like, is that is that justification to m- make a character in your movie? Like, maybe in the studio, he needs to recoup the cost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. May, may, maybe, but like, then fucking hell, man, I mean, that makes know, me I mean, sad about the whole thing. It. Isn't it? When I looked up, it was like a twenty-three million dollar film, which is pretty cheap. It's very cheap. Yeah. 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 It's very low. That happens. Well, most of the scenes are inside the house, so that's like it's one stage. <laughs> he makes some inappropriate jokes in this podcast what? as well. I was just remembering. When did you listen to this podcast that he sent me? Like a few days ago. What? So what? It, I don't know if these are jokes or not. Yeah. He talks about how he wanted to film in Germany, yeah. but their child actor laws means he could have only oh, yes, filmed that, I remember three that, hours. I think that was... So they film in Prague, Prague, where he gets five hours was, with them, mm, yeah. but then because that's Roman's a British, British actor, he British a, laws. British laws, so he's for ten hours. Hours to film. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, are, are these gags that you're doing, or is this real? Because this well, is. That's the point. <laughs> oh, I don't know if that was an inappropriate joke. That was biting remark. <laughs> uh, inappropriate for a man who's made up a move about the Hitler Youth. <laughs> Normally they hire twins, don't they? Yeah, like, yeah he is do, a twin, yeah. by the way. Yeah. He is a twin. Oh, oh, maybe they did lose his twin. Yeah. Oh, maybe we just didn't know. Like, like, this podcast ruined this film for me. Yeah, uh, yeah we can tell. He, ta- uh, yeah. he talks maybe. about how, like, oh, where did Roman come from? He talks about, oh, like, he hadn't acted before and I discovered him. Oh, but, yeah, his dad's a really famous cinematographer and he spent most of his life on film sets. Oh, yeah, it's okay. You discovered him. <laughs> and it, uh, Thomas and Mackenzie, he knew because they grew up in his, her parents lived in the same neighborhood as him in like New theater. Zealand. And they're like theater people, and he like just knew her as a baby. Yeah. But like she but had nepotism. But also fucking no, no, no. nepotism. But she, she was a great actress separately from yeah. him yeah. and being cast in this. I would not hold that against her. Yeah, okay, okay. obviously that connection's open the door. Moving on yeah. from Rebel Wilson, who probably uh, the least uh, impressive character. Then going on to Stephen Munchen's character, which only had one one scene, right? Then? Loved him. Yeah. yeah, that one scene. Best character. Get rid of Sam Rockwell, have more of him. Have him be like this looming Nazi threat instead of turning up for one scene. Be useless, not double check the passport and leave. I heard that the, the, the shots where he looms over Sam Rockwell, yeah. he's standing on a box. Yeah. And oh. Stephen Merchant's already a significant yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just kind of amplifies that. He is sort of like a thin man type of character. He really is. Yeah, he's yeah. great. He's great. He is disturbingly good as a Gestapo officer. Yeah. <laughs> like with the, the speckles and the thinness and yeah. the broadness and the, that smile, that kind of shit eating grin. Yeah. Oh, for someone who just wants you dead. <laughs> and he doesn't overplay it. No. Which is, which, which is the reason it works so well. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, that's that's the only reason like that works and like his little bubbling henchmen around <laughs> him work so well. Nosy chaos. Because um, they look like door to door salesmen and they mm. play it as if yeah. that's all they are. Like they've come in to sell you some bloody encyclopedias. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I know it literally does. Um, and that really works. But like they, they establish this tension between him and Rockwell's character when they both arrive at his house, which is why I don't understand why he doesn't double check the passport yeah. and just accepts his word for it. Because if they've turned up having potentially yeah. either just killed his Jojo's mum or yeah. are interrogating her as we yeah. feel they're alluding to either way, like, and you're looking for evidence that she's hiding something or that you were right to do it, yeah. double check it. Have one of your guys do it. Just but someone else. They're supposed to be idiots. They're buffoons. Well, also this perhaps indicates how much he trusts Sam Rockwell's character and how well that that character has embedded himself. No, 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 but like they established downstairs in the house that he's like, why are you here, Sam Rockwell? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, what are you doing? They, they established yeah, yeah. there's, like, yeah. there's like a tension they between them. My yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's like, if, they, if, they, if he'd been like happy to see him and like embraced him or been like, ah, yeah. Captain, you're here or whatever, yeah. like that would have been fine, but. Yeah, fair. I love the way he walks into Jojo's bedroom. He's like, oh, before we will need more blind fanaticism. <laughs> yeah, that the is you, good. The you who drew the about his stuff, that scene of when they're looking for the. Yeah. Uh, and then we can finish with my favorite, Archie Yates, <laughs> who plays Yorkie. Oh, Every scene he's so in. <laughs> <laughs> Everything he's been in. The baby uniform. Oh, Nick Frost. I love. No, no, no. He is the child from Up. Oh, he's the child from Up. Baby Russell. Um, every scene he's in, you don't want to care about anyone else who's there. Who cares about Jojo? It's all about your team. I hope he was the lead, but then it gets a bit um, hump for the wolf people, doesn't it? If he is the lead, I guess yeah. yeah. He's phenomenal though. Have more with him. Oh. I'm re- I really happy he survived. Oh well. yeah. Very yeah. Okay, so in yeah, the book yeah, he really dies really early yeah. on. Yeah, really early on. I really expected him to die. I'm I, so glad he didn't. Yeah. I know. I wanted him to keep cropping up throughout the film, having risen through the ranks. Yeah. So when Stephen Merchant <laughs> turns up at the end, he's he like can like captain. peek out from behind him, <laughs> and he's like with them, completely <laughs> dressed up. I think now <laughs> that's where I really thought his character yeah. was going. I really wanted. That. Um, and then the scene when he's in the, the cardboard or yes, whatever he's yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's cutting edge. He can't die. Uh, and, they, and they hump when he's in the, the, in the oh, robot yeah, thing. Because yeah. they're oh. both in ridiculous the costumes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But one of them is meant to be taken seriously. And I love by the end of it, he's dressed like Bruce Willis from Die Hard. He's <laughs> <laughs> like the, the dirty vest <laughs> Oh, and what does he say? I'm going to go look for my mum because I just need a cuddle. Yeah. And again, it's so funny, but it is highlighting just at the end they were throwing everyone. Yeah, yeah. and they are just tiny kids yes. that do just want their mum. Which is probably what was happening then. Yeah, no, it was. Although you suspect some of them, like the JoJo in this book, were fanatical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And were going to die for the But that's company. a whole other level of yeah. Yeah. isn't it? That they sure. wanted to do. Well, know? not even that, but like, it's so fanatical at this point that they think they're going to win still. Regardless of yeah. the actual evidence literally rolling towards them in a tank, that yeah, they're still going to win at this point. Oh, by the way, uh, Archie Yates has been cast as the lead for the new Home Alone film as his next project. No. <laughs> just to, no. just to his next no. project. No. I'm glad he's getting. I'm glad he's getting more. Awesome. So, yeah. But there doesn't need to be another. When he drops the bazooka. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's worth every penny. I we know. could have had more of him. Yeah, I, I think what he did again, he's very good at getting stuff like good actors as well. Mm. Hunt for the Wood, and Boy as well. Yeah. I mean, but when you think how much is being required of Roman and how is he explaining oh. these scenarios mm. to him? Yeah. Because he is still quite young, yeah. Yeah. and how to give the kind of reactions that he gives. I, mean, I don't know what he did yeah. to suggest how you look after you've discovered your mother hanging yeah. in and the public um, square. You can't show child actor. You can't show corpses. I, it's Which probably like some stuffed doll thing hanging, yeah, and yeah. for him to be able to have that. But his reaction made me think he's really seeing his mother hanging. And I love the fact that we don't need to see a long shot of her. No. No. It's just the legs on her shoes and we... we Great job from the costume department with those yeah, shoes. Oh like, my god. <laughs> they look but like sincerely like distinctive and they become so important to that scene. Like, well, they kept paying attention to them I, so when you see them you... Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And because I don't think... you, He sees her... The, uh, he sees her ankles dangling. Uh, think, think it just says I see my dead mom. Yeah, and, and there's nothing the a, shoes. And I had <laughs> I had no watching the film. I had no idea what the reference of the shoes in the beginning were going to become mm-hmm. to that scene. I mean, obviously, the film has a whole different view of JoJo and and the fact that he and his friend possibly survive because yeah. they are the only two in whom humanity and a conscience yeah. mm, has occurred to them. Now, again, that might be a very naive view the yeah. world, but it's one that he embraces, and I buy it in the in the realm Rama, of that yeah. film. I, mean, I guess I buy what she's saying here. Yeah. I just wish she had done it a bit more skillfully, I guess, yeah. to convince me of, of that, or make me more interested in what happens. I just wanted a bit more meat on the dialogue between, like, there are scenes where he says, I debated with my mum and my dad for hours about Hitler and everything, yeah. and I just wanted a bit more, go into that, don't yeah. just, like, just skip the paragraph, show me dialogue, show me the dad, who comes across as a very intelligent, articulate, yeah. philosophical character, show me the dad yelling at him and, and trying to break this indoctrination, yeah. but it just kind of goes, next. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see that works for me. I did. I really enjoyed the book as well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think he would be that kind of blunted, emotionless character, and he would just be like, "Here's what happened. Deal with it." Like he, d- he yeah. doesn't need to explain to you. He's just, you know, so ground down by everything. That's Why? Happened. Yeah, I can't listen to his dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't understand what it must be like. Even within in, within the private realm of your home, you have to be very, very careful mm-hmm. about what happens because there are people watching. From outside, mm-hmm. lots of nosy neighbors. Yeah. If they hear anything, yeah. everyone's listening. Mm-hmm. And then again, you don't even know if your own family members yeah, are going to inform upon you. They're scared that, that he's going to turn them in, so they can't really talk to him about it. So that's why there's a bunch of scenes in the book of him catching them whispering conversations mm-hmm. behind doors. Yeah. And, 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 and his father, you can tell, is an anguish of what yeah. his yeah, son yeah. is despises. He's becoming and what he's presenting. There is a good bit where they talk of the difference between fact and emotion, and how emotion is the only hope. It should just be the facts of dreams. I, I love yeah. that bit. That was great. But as a 10 year old, how you can, I mean, fact and emotion, it's so interchangeable. Like, there's no way for him mm-hmm. to distinguish that in the way that his parents would. Right. And I think that's what the film really gets. Well, yeah. it zeroes in on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emotion is the thing that's going to save you. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and take you through. And take you through. Mm. Maybe just in the book, there's not enough left to yeah. save him. No. So that's true. Yeah. It's been destroyed yeah. by the time. Did you got to remember the 
the character in the book is given a lot more to deal with yeah. than yeah. the Jojo in mm-hmm. the movie. You know, like the the fact that they still still chose to have him like quote unquote get injured in the movie. Yeah, but like. Not really. Not really. Like that was. Did you get some bio all on that? Yeah. Like yeah. To, to the point where, like, you watch the trailer and the trailer shows you he's most of the stuff after it. You don't know he's injured in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And, and, like, if you'd if you'd come into Joe the Joe Durant movie ten minutes in, you wouldn't know he'd had an injury yeah. until he tells you he had an injury mm-hmm. because it's it's there in his walk, I guess. But you might it's yeah. not soon pronounced. Yeah, yeah. You need the crutches or something. Mm. Yeah. Or a- actually lose a limb, kid. Come on. <laughs> to this film. I, I, I think it's interesting they chose to still yeah, do that. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't commit further to the injury. Well, no, they just don't have him get injured yeah, in the movie. Yeah. Like, they changed the reason for the injury because in the book it's uh, air raid and he's mm. defending his, yeah. his system where in the, in the film it's a stupid accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's a stupid accident caused by his imagination. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, his belief in Hitler causes the dumb accident. Yeah. This is all dumb. <laughs> it is pointless. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I, I, I do agree that they could have committed a little bit further mm, to mm. the actual injury because him talking about himself feeling ugly and things like mm. that didn't feel as believable. Yeah, yeah. Especially because you're not hammering home this whole belief in like the Aryan yeah. race. Mm-hmm. Like he talked about it like once or twice in the movie. Mm-hmm. But also his relationship with her, like he believes she couldn't ever love him because he's yeah. injured that or disfigured. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they don't touch on that at all in the because well, they don't mm-hmm. need to he's Yeah. yeah. They gently kind of say something like Jews love ugly things and he sees himself mm-hmm. in the mirror. Yeah. So she, then, yeah. Yeah, that's why she feels sorry for him. Yeah. But it's not they don't they don't push it very hard. No. no. They're both very spiritually ugly in the book. Oh yes. Oh both for sure. of them. I mean yeah. she becomes I mean she <laughs> Look forward to this. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I and I don't know if she was a great a person. You don't really know her before. But just because awful things happen to you doesn't mean you're a great person to begin with. I don't think she, like, and I don't think in the film necessarily she's supposed to be a great person either. It just happens to us, you know. Just because you've been put, you're Jewish and you're in the Holocaust does not make yeah. you, no, 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 you know, no. innocent of your faults. I mean, Jojo does also sexually assault her as well, or it, at least like multiple times in the mm. book. <laughs> in the book, yeah. yeah. Um, and again, there's an element of she is manipulating him but there's also oh, she's a victim but again I don't yeah. know I've, I've got a bit more to go yeah. oh, she's de- there's no question that she's a victim but it doesn't mean she's completely innocent of anything no. yeah. ever herself no. but mm. everyone's new well, it, 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 you know in the book Avengers just becomes this toxic symbiotic yeah. relationship and they I mean and she's she's definitely aware and she could leave and chooses not to because neither of them really have the skills to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think she knows what she'd be leaving to. Like yeah. she know, she maybe she knows that they didn't win the war and she yeah. could be technically safe. Yeah. But neither of them have any parents, any fa- but anyone alive to, to look after yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, where is she going to go? Madagascar. Yeah. So in the book, did you get to Madagascar? Not yet. No. Where? Yeah. They, in the book, in the Madagascar. No, you got to that yeah. bit. No, no, I, I thought you were continuing oh, yeah. to get oh, that bit. So there's a whole bit where he says they sent all the remaining Jews to Madagascar. <laughs> and then she... I mean, there is some, like, dark, dark comedy moments. And you can read them as being, like, funny in a sort of mad way. And she was like, send me to Madagascar. Mm. Let them take me there. That would be, you know, mm. better mm. than here. Um, 
you get the sense in the book there's nowhere for either one of them to go. Yeah. They're both completely worn down spiritually, physically, mentally. I mean. mentally. Do you think that reflects both Austria and Germany's kind of position post-war? Because they are completely leaderless. Yes, they are lost. They yeah. are. They are then have no identity. They have no identity anymore, yeah. and they are taken control of by the winners, the Allied powers, yeah. and are just split up like a wedding cake. Yeah, and, and it's potluck. How good it is depending on which yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, West or East Germany. I mean, changes yeah. how yeah. your life is. I think. Well, you yeah. we see a bit. Happens by increments in his home yeah. too. That all the furnishings, everything that mm-hmm. gave it personality, grounding, yeah. detail, yeah. has been removed yeah. and sold off. And so they're living this paucity. Even to the point where existence. he builds that wall in the middle of his flat, so he oh, can yeah, run out half of it, and, and it just keeps getting their wall keeps shrinking. Yeah. 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 yeah, they keep caging themselves in mm. further and yep. further. <laughs> Until she she eventually does just abandon him and leave, and he has no idea what's happened to her if she survives. And he, it's interesting because he's telling the story, this story. Mm. So like when this happened, so you assume he survived to a certain point in like his older age, and he's recalling the events of what's happened. Yeah. But what does he really feel about that? Because he does go on about structure of a lie and mm-hmm. what happens and how it can enmesh everybody within it. But are, do you get any kind of sense of what he feels about what he's done? I don't know. I don't think Does he feel that. anything? Does no. he feel I think that's the point. They're just events that happened. He's not going to reflect on whether they were wrong or right necessarily. And I think, you know, as a writer, she's very much trying, not always successful, to manipulate the reader of who they're siding with, depending on when, like, you know, with Elsa manipulating him versus him manipulating her, but what has actually happened to them. So are they justified in that to a certain extent Mm -hmm. to be this way? I don't think they have a choice. No. There's no good therapist around. No. <laughs> Freud. Freud, come back. And <laughs> I think this is <laughs> <laughs> And also, Freud was not a good therapist. <laughs> but also, like, his stories would not necessarily, him living with her, would he would have been one of millions of children who would have mm. been in this situation, mm. who would have been so broken, who would have had their complete understanding of the world taken away from them. So my gra- uh, my grandmother actually went to Cologne, mm-hmm. May 1945, yeah. uh, as a Quaker, as part of like a Quaker relief effort. Mm-hmm. And she, yeah, she she was like, if you're invited around for dinner, you take your own bread. Yeah. And there was just they'd lost everything. They had no identity. They had yeah. no like agency. Yeah. I think it's that yeah, aspect. Sorry for cutting. No, 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 it's okay. But I mean, it, and I think she does really want to explore that. And I feel like just kind of got lost in the psychosexual relationship between the two of them and didn't really talk about the psychological effects on children in the mm. war and the revolution. Well, I guess exactly what she's doing. What? But like, that, that is the effects of the yeah. war on, yeah. These, yeah. on these kids. That they've, been, they've been forced into this situation where they've got this awful codependent relationship but the war has left them nothing else. Like. That's that's it. That's all they can hang on to. Yeah, that's all, that's all they've been left with. Yeah. But like literally, he's saying like the tiles in his house, <laughs> so they can afford to live. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. None of these people, and even probably like who knows what happened. I feel like Yorkie would have been fine, but like, <laughs> how do those kids get jobs? They don't have skills or real education. 
you know. Well, they talk about in the book, don't they? He goes, he goes back to school to unlearn yeah. the bullshit <coughs> Nazi. Yeah, because he hasn't had a proper education. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he can't get a... He, doesn't he work in a donut factory? Yeah. Yeah. But he's just... He can do you know, he can, because... Yeah. He's got one arm, yeah. 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 That's the other thing. His disability. Mm. Like, especially in the late 40s, to be disabled. Mm. Yeah. What, what can you do? Mm. Yeah, no yeah. education. And, like, after the war, he's one of millions yeah. Yeah. coming back looking for a job. He's not yeah. disabled. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And... The, it's not like there's necessarily work. The German, you know, well, Austria is completely in ruin. There's no economy per se. So yeah, yeah. What they're supposed to do. Yeah, and the Allied forces roll in, yeah. do some restructuring, take what they want. Yeah. So I think he sounds like a lot sometimes thinking about about the French and how the French were. Yeah, they they suffered during the war, so they kind of almost vindictively punished the Austrians by just taking everything. Yeah, because yeah. they've been occupied. Or like by punishing them by proxy because they're yeah. enjoying themselves, yeah. but yeah. making up for like lost time essentially. Yeah, yeah. Should really give you a sense of that in the book, the way that each of the people who are coming in and occupying Austria yeah. now, yeah, 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 yeah. At, yeah. at the end of the war, were treating. The the country. Yeah. Isn't that bit where he says the end of the street was in the American zone and he just wishes he was in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so much better than the French zone. Yeah. Um, the Russians were helping themselves to all of the cultural. Yeah, uh, by leaving with like clawfoot bars and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe what I needed from the book is beyond his because we were very much in his perspective, yeah. is a greater authorial voice giving me a sense of the greater society at the time and everything else that was happening. Yeah. And, and then looking at them within that. Mm. I think the, that intense focus on just his psycho, yeah. his psyche, was... Did, the, movie, me, the movie gives you the exact same thing, though. The movie doesn't give you any kind of broader... We do get, you get a, kind of an idea for his immediate vicinity when he's sort of running through the square and see when you see the soldiers coming back from war with his mother and then also the sort of when the actual fighting is occurring. You have a little bit. And it suggests at the end of the pieces can be put back together in some in new structure and gives gives that ability to Which isn't really valid in what actually happened. The pieces were put well, back no, together. Well, no, of course so not. But I mean, it was suggested that they are on the threshold of a new... Hmm. Well, the book does the exact same thing, but the only pieces he's got left is this broken relationship. So that's all he's got to put back together and move forward with. Uh, you know, I, was, uh, I certainly think Taika Waititi wants to, and we were talking about this in a play we saw recently, <laughs> God, yes. to end it, to be constantly bleak and to end it on that bleakness kind of makes you want to avoid it whereas if you give you know you can be in these bleak horrible times and people have fallen into those situations but there's a way out you can get out and to leave you with a glimmer of hope even if it's not true to the actual historical events mm. i think that's very deliberate in the choice of how he closes the yeah. film with the uh, german version of heroes mm -hmm. by david bowie of yeah. we can be heroes just for one day yeah. and that beautiful rilke which I hadn't read before, but mm -hmm. I now love my yeah, but it's a tattoo yeah. of that. <laughs> it's gorgeous. How it is is just a passing thing and how yeah. it comes through. I think he does leave it on a question mark, he leaves yeah. it on a question mark with a cheeky smile. Yeah. Um, everything will be fine. An emoji. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
because we do have the war films that are bleak and sort of there is no end and you know war is unrelenting and there are no winners I just saw 1917 yeah. and that is exactly what it does yeah. and it's it's so tiring it's a yeah. great film but it it is like the guy I just kept thinking this poor guy has such a rough day and like <laughs> <laughs> it's a great film but it's so bleak I'm not saying you should be naive and, yeah. and completely uh, keep yourself from the fact that terrible things happen mm. but humanity somehow keeps <laughs> surviving and there are instincts that keep that yeah. alive mm. and I'm just uh, any last comments Sean? <laughs> I think you've really turned I think that's on. a nice note to end on yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that we do usually go around and we give a rose and thorn just one scene that was our favorite and then one that we didn't like as much. Start. Well, I think we've covered that already. Yep. I'm discovering a mother in the square. Okay. Was your favorite, and then your least favorite? Something with Rebel Wilson. Yeah, probably <laughs> anything with a Rebel Wilson. Have <laughs> from the film or the book? Either or. I mean. Um, I'll probably say the. Uh, the, the 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 Gestapo scene yeah yeah was the rose and probably the thorn oh, the swimming pool scene yeah oh, down <laughs> off. And it kind of puts the brake on the film for a bit it's yeah. like kind of off kilter and it's just a bit, it's funny like ah oh, they're exploring water but yeah I don't have one I'm really scrabbling but I I think they both have real kind of value to me in different yeah. ways. I don't necessarily think I preferred one to the other. Obviously everyone likes a happy ending, yeah. but I still got a lot out of the book. Yeah. So maybe that's where it rose, I don't know. Yeah. Struggling this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> um, the scene in the book I really liked, that wasn't in the movie and wouldn't have fit in the movie either, um, when the um, well, they tell them they're Polish soldiers yeah. come to live with Jojo and his grandmother, oh, yeah. and it turns out they're Russian, Russian deserters. Yeah. Um, and that, that I, I love that that moment of um, the German, uh, the, the, the Nazis have lost, but they're still awful, awful people out there. Yeah. The fact that they're still trying to, the, these Russians are trying to get away from the Russians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was just like a really great scene, and uh, I, no, I didn't I didn't see that turn of it coming, yeah. um, which which was really nice. Um, least favorite. Least favorite. Hmm. You know, honestly, um, despite me not liking his character in the movie, the Sam Rockwell character, killing him off at the end, yeah, felt weirdly disingenuous to me like because yeah. you've got this one scene of you've got the scene at the end where Jojo and uh, Elsa is it Elsa? The, yeah, uh, yeah. See, see the Americans drive past and they're like elated that they've that they've won yeah. but yeah it's those potentially those same men have just shot and killed yeah. Sam Rockwell Sam Rockwell yeah uh, just I don't know I didn't feel like you needed that Okay. Yeah. yeah. It just felt like he'd introduced this character and didn't know how to 
what to do with him at the end. Mm -hmm. I think you could have had him literally running off at the end in his like. <laughs> I loved his cape. It was his cape and stuff. Yeah. Was you so could have had him run off in that, and the implication be that he dies or survives in this climactic battle. I don't think you need to give him this like quite quite heroic moment where he's saving Jojo. Just didn't. Just not necessary to me. My favorite bit, but bit in the book is the whole scene where they're talking about the teachers changing mm -hmm. in the That's school. Right. I thought was really cool. Yeah. And in the film, as well, I love the horror scene of when he discovers her and the knife mm. bit as well. I thought it was really so quite fun. Um, and then stop <laughs> giving her your knives. <laughs> exactly. And then my least favorite was the weird like the food thing in the book. I mean, I got it, but it was just like him like obsessively feeding her and fatting her up so no one would want to be attracted to her. I'm just like, oh my God, we already know this is a toxic relationship. You don't gotta hammer it on the head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think, I think that- Wait, wait, what Sorry, go on. <laughs> and then for the film, definitely, I think like, I think actually, I'll take Rebel Wilson over the Alfie Allen sort of throwaway character. I thought it was a little too. We got that he was gay. <laughs> it took me a while to get it. I won't lie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. It was the the scene where he's feeding him something. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I agree. It wasn't <laughs> instant for me. It took me yeah. a few scenes in, in the podcast, the guy who's interviewing him says. What about the implication that Sam Rockwell's character is gay? And he just goes, no, he's gay. He's gay. How he's did, gay. How, I don't like, understand how anyone doesn't get that he's yeah, gay. Yeah. Like, I just don't get it. I, I think maybe that was slight uh, revenge for Thor Ragnarok. Where, oh, yeah, not like, being able to yeah, have Tessa Thompson as yeah, gay. Because yeah. yeah. he had a scene where Valkyrie came out as bi and they and cut Disney it. Cut it. And yeah. I think maybe that was YTT's. I'm having a gay <laughs> character. <laughs> um, Okay, that was great, guys. I thought to add a new bit, I'm going to read off, and then we'll decide off recording, uh, the various books to films that are coming out next month. Mm. So we have Daniel Isn't Real on February 7th by Brian Deleuze. Emma by Jane Austen, February 14th. I <laughs> love that you looked at me. Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Can we just watch <laughs> The Call of the Wild, February 19th by Jack London. Call of the Wild? We're doing another call. Yeah, with Harrison Ford, I think. Uh, oh my goodness. Color Out of Space by H.P. Lovecraft on February 28th. What? Uh, <laughs> True History of the Kelly Gang <laughs> by Peter Carey on February 28th. To All the Boys, P.S. I Still Love You by Jenny Han, February 12th. That's the one. <laughs> so excited. Uh, a year in the making, yes, that's the one. <laughs> um, All the Bright Places by Jennifer Niven on February 28th, and Bloodshot by Bob Layton on February 21st. So much choice. Wow. 